Welcome to Fiscal One-on-One. -on -one. This Iowa Legislative Services Agency audio program consists of interviews conducted by the Fiscal Services Division staff. Each brief conversational interview features an expert answering questions concerning a fiscal topic of interest within an Iowa State agency. The following interview was conducted on August 22, 2012. Kent Ohms of the Fiscal Services Division interviewed Michael Mauro, Labor Commissioner within the Iowa Division of Labor Services and also Iowa Athletic Commissioner, regarding the Commissioner's role as Labor Official, his role as Athletic Commissioner, and the financial requirements for those who sponsor and promote boxing, wrestling, and mixed martial arts in Iowa as well as other types of requirements. Hello, I'm Kent Ohms with the Iowa Legislative Services Agency Fiscal Services Division and I'm here today with Labor Commissioner Michael Morrow to discuss his role as also being the State Athletic Commissioner. Thank you for joining me today, Commissioner Morrow. It's a pleasure to be here. How did you become the Labor Commissioner and how long have you been in that role? I was appointed by Governor Branstad and took the position of Labor Commissioner in May of 2011. Prior to that, I served as the Secretary of State for four years. As the Labor Commissioner, you also serve as the State Athletic Commissioner. Can you provide some background on what types of athletic events are also regulated by the Athletic Commissioner? Yes. Right now, our biggest part of our Athletic Commissioner job is with mixed martial arts. We also regulate boxing, wrestling, and kickboxing. On the mixed martial arts, that's where most of our events are. The wrestling part of it, we oversee it, but we're not involved as directly as we are with mixed martial arts or boxing. How many of these boxing and martial arts events typically take place in Iowa in a given year? I would say somewhere between 125 to 150, depending upon the year. Most of them are in the area of the uh, MMA. We do have quite a few wrestling events. When we have a real good year, we have many, many wrestling events. And uh, the biggest ones that bring us the most revenue, of course, are the professional ones, the WWF and WWE wrestling. Do you have any interesting stories or experiences from events that you've overseen in this role? Uh, the first MMA event I attended to was quite interesting. Not having any background or ever seen an MMA cage fight before, and that's what it is, a cage fight. Get in there and to watch the procedures of what's going on. One of the first ones I've seen that was very interesting was a fight between two individuals and the guy gets knocked out, literally gets knocked out cold. The father comes running from the stands with a, maybe a two or three year old in his hands and basically lays a two or three year old on the apron of the ring runs into the cage, tries to assist the son, which he shouldn't have been in there doing. In the meantime, the two or three-year-old's hanging on the end, and I'm saying to myself, my gosh, if this is what MMA is about, it could be quite interesting and, along with being entertaining, dangerous. What are the financial requirements for those that sponsor and promote these kind of events in Iowa? The promoters are required to post a bond and to have insurance, medical insurance on those individuals who are participating in life insurance. And they have to do that through our office. So their responsibility on that end, and one of the things they have to do, that bond becomes very important because if for some reason they don't follow through with their obligations, it gives us some leverage as a state to seek recourse. Are there any other kinds of requirements for these events, like there, the length and there are. requirements? There, there are quite a few requirements, to be honest with you. There's a lot of things that we need to be doing in this area to make it better and I think safer for those participants and take some liability off the state. But some of the requirements are you have to have a ringside physician. The physician must be a licensed, a practicing physician approved by the commissioner's office. The Iowa Athletic Commission prefers physicians with experience in competitive sports, either being trainers or being involved in some type of sports. They have to be licensed to practice in the state of Iowa. So that's the first one. The second one is the referees. And the interesting thing about the referees, they don't have to be licensed, but they must be qualified individuals who've done some experience in officiating uh, 
boxing, MMA. The commission prefers those individuals that are trained, professionals, sometimes very difficult to get. We're very opposed to having celebrity referees or buddies of the promoter or moonlighting fighters who want to be referees. But the referees are very important because they're in charge of enforcing all the rules. And if I look at a match and thought to myself, who's the most important person in there? It's that referee because they have to know when a fight's gone too far, when someone is not following the rules of MMA as far as headbutting and choking and holding. So they're very, very important. And one of the things we want to do eventually is to come up with some procedure that other states are using where we can get these individuals licensed. In addition to that, as we talk about rules and regulations, you have to have emergency medical services there. An ambulance service must be continuously available at the event site, and we need to make sure, and that's one of the things that we want to move forward to doing, is making sure that we require an ambulance to be there instead of being available. Available means within so many minutes being able to get to the, to the individual sites. And then the length of the fights and the age of the participants, you have to be 18 years of old at minimum to participate in the fight. In addition to all that, they submit blood work to us that has to be submitted, shows that everything they're doing is what they're supposed to be doing. And one of the difficult things to me, and one of the things that I think we need to improve on is the promoters. There's not a lot of responsibility for promoters, and anybody can be a promoter. And getting a fight set up properly and uh, with individuals who are knowing what they're doing is very important. We need to move that direction. How are these events taxed, and how much revenue is generated? That's another very good question, very important to us, because we work, there's no state budgeting, there's no budget to the Iowa Athletic Commission, so we work off revenues that are generated, and we generate our revenues through a tax, which is 5% after they pay their 6% state of Iowa taxes. We get 5% of the revenue. Many of the events that we hold, to be perfectly honest with you, are very, very, very close, not even to making us our money back, because they're small events in small communities. So. We operate that way, and all the revenue that we generate goes back into the program. Any excess funds that we have, we give away in the form of boxing grants. Boxing clubs can apply for grants to the Iowa Athletic Commission, and then at the end of the year, we sit down with those clubs. They have to submit their plan on how they're going to use this money, and then there's an actual board that'll sit down and make a determination how much to give to each one of these grants. But that money has been dwindling. When I first came in here, they were giving excess of forty, fifty thousand dollars Then it went down to $35,000 last year, 22000 The reason being, boxing, which used to generate revenue, who gets these grant money, don't generate any revenue anymore. And the revenue is coming through MMA, and most of these events are small events that hardly generate enough revenue for us to even pay for our deputies. We have to send, in speaking with this, how do we do it? We send deputies out to each of the events that checks the gloves, make sure that the blood work is there, make sure the referees are there, who are the judges, do they have the security? We didn't talk about security personnel, but security personnel at each one of these events. So there's a whole mixture of things that go into putting one of these events on. You mentioned the boxing grants. Mm -hmm. How can an organization apply for one of these grants, and how exactly are those awarded? I think we're having a meeting in September, and they do that in writing. And the board that we have has members of different boxing clubs. It might be the Golden Gloves or the USA Iowa, and they send out notifications to those individuals, and they respond back to us in writing an application process that has to be done. And then from that application process, we take it to the board. It's an arbitrary decision by the Labor Commissioner. We take it to this board, and this board made up of people in the boxing community sits down and discusses who needs what and make decisions from there. You can mention the amounts that have previously been going to these awards. About how many grant awards 
are made to I think the last year, my first year here, I think we did about seven or eight awards. And it seems like to me and the board made the decision, the Golden Gloves of Iowa got the biggest award. And they take this money and they'll use it to either have boxing clubs or go on a boxing trip or help buy equipment. The sad part of this thing that's certainly eye-opening is this money is dwindling fast, basically. Because at one time, when this was all set up, we talked about boxing grants, boxing clubs. Ironically, there's very little or almost no boxing at all going on in Iowa, on the professional level. MMA, I don't know if you've seen it on TV or you follow it anywhere, it's taking off, it's become the next offshoot. And if we didn't have MMA or the professional wrestling events that generate money like at Wells Fargo or the Five Seasons in Cedar Rapids or in Waterloo, they generate lots of revenue with big crowds. We're not responsible for any of that stuff there. Just bring, We just get to collect the tax revenue that we put back towards the program. Commissioner Murrow, this has been very informative and a great overview of the athletic commissioner position. I want to thank you for your time today. And if anyone has any questions for your office, how can they reach you? They can reach us directly by phone at area code 515-281-8067 or by email. At, and they can email me directly, michael.morrow at iwd.iowa.gov. We'd be more than happy to answer any questions. I really appreciate you coming here and giving me an opportunity to discuss this because I think many people in the state of Iowa aren't aware of the role of the Iowa Labor Commissioner in athletics and we certainly take the responsibility seriously and we want to make sure that we maintain the safety and health of those people that are participating in this at the same time being able to fund the program outside of the state general fund budget. All right. Thank, Thank you very you. much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.